Hey everybody, uh, welcome to the Spotlight Maroon PR's podcast. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the uh, press release and whether or not it's still a great tool to use. Joining me today is uh, from Maroon PR's Jen Bloomer, Alex Jackson, Chris Daly, and our uh, unbelievably talented podcast and longtime BAL radio producer Johnny Goldsmith. Um, I want to start this off by giving a little shout out to the home state of New Jersey, who legend has it is where the press release was invented. Uh, 1906, uh, there was a train wreck on the Pennsylvania Railroad uh, in New Jersey, and uh, a gentleman uh, named Ivy Lee wrote details about the tragic wreck, and he sent it around to news outlets who picked it up because it was well-written and contained a lot of uh, facts about the story. And uh, it kind of took off from there, and that's kind of how it started in 1906. So a little shout-out to Jersey for starting the press release. Now the question is, uh, is, the quest, uh, is the press release alive or is it dead? Um, I just want to start the, the conversation and uh, bring Alex in, in a second as a former journalist and Johnny as a current journalist and get their opinions on it. I, I think maybe the name is dead, right? I mean, it, it used to be a, w- a way in which organizations broke news. You'd send out a press release and tell people found out about news. That's probably dead. Maybe the name should just be a fact sheet. People, when, you, when you're pitching journalists about uh, doing a story, you still need to tell them what the hell the, the story is and what the facts are. And so what do you do? You send them a release. So I'm of the opinion that the genre might be alive, but that the name is uh, somewhat archaic. Alex, you got an opinion on that? Yeah, I think that uh, the press release, it's not really something that legitimate newspapers and publications just reprint anymore. Um, and you are just handing over the relevant facts and the um, the information to a reporter who can then use those to um, put together a real story. I, I think that it's funny that some people still don't know the difference between a media advisory and a press release. You know, the advisory is telling the media something's happening, whether it's an event or something along those lines. The release generally goes out during or after the event to tell people what took place. But it's funny with the, the media members that I've worked with over the years, some of them didn't even really understand the difference between the advisory and the release. But I think there is still a place for both of those documents. It just you need to get a little bit smarter with how they're used, how they're delivered to the media. Um, some media members hate them. Some media members still live by them. So it, at the end of the day, it goes back to just knowing who you're sending it to and, and how to package the information for them. Yeah, I mean, invariably, media people, if you if they're interested in a story that you're pitching them, are going to say, okay, send me something, right? I mean, that's generally the reaction that you get. Send me something. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what the hell is something? So I think it can be a, quote, press release. I just think that some people hear that name and it feels old. It feels uh, archaic. Um, but the reality of what that document is uh, is still a necessary piece of paper. And I think even more important with the growth of um, technology, and they're so um, – publishing is immediate. So when you think about your story getting out there and there's so many different ways that a media person, a blogger, you and I can just publish information to the internet. So having this fact sheet, having the press release, having all the important information that you would want reprinted is uh, very valuable. So, you know, in this in this day of age of, you know, fake news coming out, um, in misinformation, there's so many ways to mess up stories and to mess up your 
um, your message. And so having taking the time to write the materials, um, making sure that everyone in the organization is on board with what you're saying, the message it's getting out. I mean, it's all the basics of communications that what we do, having this document and um, making sure that if it does get reprinted, which media people, I know Alex, you said something, you know, they, media people like to write their own stories, but um, some of the trade and pubs we see, there's a lot of um, press releases that are just getting printed. Well, I think your, your point's valid. It's, yeah. it's a way to make sure that the that the organization's uh, language and message is on point. Mm -hmm. And so if, if you're trying to make a case to a media person, like, hey, here's what we're trying to say here, or here's... Generally speaking, you want to make sure that those facts are accurate within that within that document. Johnny, Johnny, you get a lot of these uh, uh, releases sent to you. I mean, uh, what are your thoughts on the on the existence of said document? It's uh, it's definitely valuable. It's definitely changed, as everyone's alluded to here. Um, on your end, you're not just going to send out a press release and be like, okay, job's done. People are going to call. On our end, we're not sitting around e or checking our email, you know, go back a few waiting years, for a story, waiting yeah. for a fax to come through. Oh, this looks interesting. Let's call. Um, it's more of part of the process. It's a big part of the process um, where you kind of get the details you need and you get the accurate information where it's like, if you have a question, oh, let me go check the press. Oh, that's what it is. It's not this. I thought it was this. It's this. It's right here. Okay. So it's definitely valuable. Um, it's just definitely changed throughout, you know, in this world. Yeah, I think that really when you're a reporter and nowadays you have such limited time and press releases are flying in your inbox, you know, every 20 minutes and you're not just sitting there, you know, you know, just twiddling your fingers and reading all these press releases from uh, the start to end. Um, they've really become more of a fact delivery tool. It's something that, like, you know, Johnny was saying, you want to, as a reporter, go back to it for the facts. You want to be able to find the facts quick. And the press release, I think, it, more important nowadays is because of that limited time, you have that note in the beginning showing the reporter what you're telling the reporter what you're giving them and um that can be that paragraph can be more important than any press release a lot of the times mm -hmm. if you're really trying to alert the reporter to a particular news item um though that paragraph in the beginning can be huge yeah i think i think it look the bottom line is that um you know the, the release i don't think i think we all agree that Getting facts accurately out there that uh, uh, correctly state the, the story you're trying to tell and the way in which you're trying to tell it is still vital, right? I mean, if you get a story out there and you get a, a journalist who's interested in it, that is still really important that they get it right. Um, I just think the, 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 the idea of what a release used to be, which is a way in which companies would break news, they would say, hold until this time or for we still put for immediate release on the uh Embargo. on the top of it well no shit for me you sent it to me of course it, guess what it's out so um you know some of the habits and some of the formatting of, of which a press release is still um in play but uh a lot of the ways in which it's used and what they mean to journalists has changed dramatically it's funny because people still use it i can check my e inbox right now and it's People are pimping books 
trying to, you know, get the author on radio shows, which is great. But I'm like, I, I don't even click on them anymore. Unless it, you know, I, I mean, if it's a huge guess, maybe. Attention, learn how to save money this holiday season. All right, you know, delete. You have to do so much more than that. Right, right. And that's okay. good. No, that, look, that's a good point, John. I mean, we, we talk about that internally quite a bit. So, first of all, when you do email a journalist something, so email's like a nice starting point, right? You get something in front of them, whatever. The headline, the subject line better be super compelling. There better be something that makes you click on it and not hit delete without even opening it. That's half the battle, right? Okay, did they read it or did they just click on it? Then after that, are we hitting them up on your social media platforms? Are we uh, making follow-up calls? Do you have any kind of relationship with this journalist before we're reaching out to them or are you just getting it from Joe Blow? Because that's, you know, people respond to people that they know and they like and then have brought them value before. Yeah, I always try to think of what is the end goal of the press release. You know, every announcement's different. Some is more breaking news than others. Um, but there's also the strategy behind it that we've done, we've told clients this before. It's okay to send out a press release because we're just trying to establish a connection with a group of you know media members that want to learn more about your company, but not everything's news. So sometimes it's worthy of sending out a press release. We're just trying to hit them over the head with some information, but the, the goals have to be realistic in the fact that not everything is going to get picked up all the time. So mm -hmm. there's that side of it, I think, too. I think a lot of it depends on the profile of the client. If you have a huge client that you're putting out press releases for, I mean, that press release is going to get read almost 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. But if you have a client who's, uh, you know, a small business that, um, you know, a reporter may not know about or if they do know about them, they're not particularly interested in what they do, um, you know, a lot of times a press release can be, it might be overkill if you're sending out a bunch of them, but um, it's sometimes good to get that press release out anyway because that little piece of news in that press release may be able to fold into a bigger story that the reporter's uh, writing. Mm -hmm. I and also I, with um, just helping those smaller clients, you know, a lot, we have a lot of clients that just like to house them on their websites. So it's just an abundance of news and information about what this client's doing. It's new content for the website. Um, and the going back to kind of using it as a tool, like that press release starts, can be the basis of a news story for your website, a blog piece, your social media content. Like it, live, having it live on your website, I think is an also a, a great value. Yeah, and maybe, and maybe there are instances where it's just designed for that, mm -hmm. right? Rather than, uh, Alex raised a really interesting point. I think that you gotta be really careful. And we beat up our, some of our clients who are very aggressive, like send out a release, send out a release, send out a release. Like, all right, slow your roll, because what you don't want to become is that client or worse, that PR firm who badgers media people every day. Here's a release. Here's something to look at. Here's an email. They're going to turn you off. You got to be really strategic. You got to make sure you know who's getting what, and you got to make sure that you do it in a way which is respectful for their time. Not everything that you throw out there is the best story ever told. You got to be realistic about your expectations for uh, for any kind of pitch as well. And to that end, you know, we I think we do a good job at talking to our clients and you know helping them understand that you know they might call it a press release but it might just be a pitch it might be okay this right. is a nice little story that we'll write we'll find a couple of reporters that might be interested in and pitch it so it it's it's like you said the press releases has this name that yeah. you know a lot of people might kind of think is is completely different than than what we were trying to accomplish well, i just want to 
I know everybody has kind of different thoughts on the wire services, you know, PR Newswire and those sorts of things. I know over the years we've kind of steered a little bit away from it, but it depends on the announcement. But my kind of pet peeve is not to use those services. I think with just elbow grease and research, you know, you can Mm -hmm. find a better media list to send it out to. But I'm just curious what your thoughts were, maybe Alex, having been on the receiving end of those. Yeah, as a reporter, I mean, the good thing about a tool like a PR Newswire is it you're it's going to show up on Google searches. If you're actually out there actively looking for a story as a reporter, the PR Newswire release will show up. But on the other end of it, you know, if you're out there, there are places to post a press release that aren't PR Newswire, that don't cost a bunch of um, money to put it up there, that will also show up on Google searches. So... Um, you know, there's different ways to go about it. I think there's different thoughts on uh, the wire services, but uh, I typically, I mean, yeah, I think you're right. If you have the elbow, if the elbow grease is there, and you you know put together an accurate list and do your research, I think it's not necessary. I think Alex hit the nail on the head. So when when you and Chris started this conversation, but when you utilize a service like PR Newswire. As PR pros, what are we measured on, right? What are we critically looked at? It's impressions, it's eyeballs. And so if PR Newswire gets it on the Google search instantly because of the way they do it, then guess what? Your report at the end of the month is gonna look great. Did it really move the needle? Did you really get an impactful piece written or talked about? Maybe, maybe not. And so I think if you want to use PR Newswire, make that investment to simply increase your numbers and be able to put a report together that makes your client feel good, more power to you. Um, There's probably some combination in there that makes a little more sense of uh, blasting it out into a wire service or what have you, Um, but then also making sure you do that research Get in front of a journalist that actually covers what you're sending out and might have make, and making the pitch interesting. So I see the pros based on how we get paid. Um, but I, you know, in, in some ways you could argue that it's a bit of a facade. And I think those wire services were so much more popular back when companies really didn't have their own websites or, you know, there weren't these other avenues to publish um, releases on and such. So it's, now it's, it's, I see it shifting a little bit. Of, is it worth that investment? Because you can publish and you can um, get results You know, when it comes to Google and, and different hits. I think, I think part of it goes back to the profile of the client. Um, you see a lot on PR Newswire of Fortune 500 companies and, and public companies that are on there um, putting out press releases. And um, they do it mainly to make sure they can control when it hits online and um, then, you know, if they're a public company, they know when it's going to hit and how it's going to, you know, then that's the point when it becomes public and affects their stock and that sort of thing. I mean, if it's a small company, PR Newswire probably isn't the best use of uh, capital. Yeah. To, well, listen, to, to wrap up uh, this latest version of Spotlight, um, you know, I think we all agree that the press release, while the name might need to change and, and the usage has been uh, altered quite a bit, is still a valuable tool when used correctly when used strategically. Um, and Chris, thanks for bringing up the subject of the, the news wires. I think that was an interesting uh, diversion that ties in neatly. But uh, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. And uh, again, if you have a suggestion for what you want to hear on, on the Spotlight podcast, uh, shoot us a tweet at Maroon PR. We'd love to uh, hear about it. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.